ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode three of Goal Line and Back. I am your host, Nick Anastasia, and joining me tonight, the wonderful Christopher Big PP Bouchard. <laughs> Chris, how are we doing tonight? Doing well, doing well. Uh, after our first week of uh, football and a couple weeks here of NCAA football as well, um, ready to get back into some hockey and get ready for uh, the season coming forward. Yep. Folks, the fellas were away for a little bit on some business trips, had to handle the wedding. And that was a great time. <laughs> Lost a ton of money on college football, but you know, <laughs> we live. We live on That's to fight another week. day. What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Tonight, tonight we're taking a deep deep dive into the Atlantic division. Um, pretty, pretty stacked division. If we're looking at it, like there, there's definitely some teams that are bottom feeders for sure. But a lot of these groups in this division could definitely compete for a cup next year. So, but before we get into that, Chris, how about we hop around the league to get some news covered up? What do you got? Absolutely. A little slower this, uh, this time around. I think things have cooled down a little bit, but, uh, First of all, I just want to say uh, David Backus signs a one-year – or sorry, a one-day deal to uh, retire as a blue. So um, a great career from him, a real down-and-dirty type of player, and uh, wish him the best in retirement. Um, so besides that, um, we have two two young guys that, that are kind of like an interesting air about them. We got Jimmy VC, who was invited to the Devils camp, and we have Ryan Donato, who signed a one-year deal with the Kraken at 750K. And uh, Nick, I don't know about you, but I mean, these were guys like a couple years ago, um, or even a year ago, uh, they were kind of on my radar as, as some, some players that could develop into elite talents. And I know I even considered, you know, even maybe even late round draft picks for my fantasy teams where I would, I would maybe consider taking these guys to see how they exploded. Um, and you have VC who had 50 games, three goals, seven assists uh, throughout with, with uh, Vancouver and Toronto. Um, and then Donato, who had 50 games played as well, six goals, 14 assists for 20 points. Um, what, what do you think on these guys? I mean, I thought these were guys – I thought the, the hype around Jimmy VC, especially was just – you know, it, it was huge coming in to play for the Rangers. Uh, what, what do you think went wrong with these guys? Well, where do you think – I mean, per- personally, uh, I wasn't the biggest Jimmy VC fan when that whole situation was happening because – I don't know. It's I, I find it kind of annoying how they they blow up like these these young prospects who come out of college who are like, oh, like this dude's going to be great. You know, like he, he's going to sign uh, a PTO with this team and then they're going to get a, a bigger contract. And it's just like, all right, well, a lot of these guys who've done certain things like this don't really pan out after the, the three or four years like a perfect example is like a lot of Flyers fans know was Shane Gostas Bear. Like we got him from Union and all of a sudden he was a fantastic player. But, you know, his his game obviously started to drop off. And I feel that the change in scenery from him going to, him going to Arizona is going to benefit him in a big way. But looking between the two, I, I love Ryan Donato. I I think he's he's a perfect depth forward. And I think if he if he can embrace that role a little bit. Give me, give me one second. The the puppy is playing with the bottle. I have to get back to throw that out. <laughs> I can't do it, man. <laughs> You're good, man. You're good. All right. So um, getting back to it, like like the one thing that that Donato is very good at is face-offs, and 
if if he can just focus his game more around just being a depth guy and just work in that because he saw a lot of success in Minnesota just you know playing the way he played he had 14 goals in, in the little short time he was there and and for 62 games in, in 2019-20 but you know VC on the other hand uh it's just like I'm not I, I I never really saw much about his game like there was so much hype around him coming in from school and that's great and all but then again like I said like some of these guys just don't pan out like killed it killed it when he played for South Shore Kings and went right to Harvard but Harvard, however you want to say it like <laughs> like destroyed it there too and then obviously when he comes into the NHL he puts up like respectable numbers for a rookie you know the numbers you're expected to get 16 goals 11 assists and in 80 games but it also started to stay stagnant with 28 the next year and then on to 35 a little more production but then you drop down to 20 you know then you go and play with a bomb squad of a team with the Leafs for 30 games and you only get seven points five goals and two assists so personally I I like the Donato signing a lot better than the DC move but you know we'll see it's gonna be a long season ahead I agree. I agree. I, I think I've always been a fan of Donato and um, yeah, I, I guess he's stagnant is the best way to say it. I guess he never, you never really saw an increase after that first year and, and VC was only invited to the training camp. So we'll, we'll see if he can make it. And that, that's a, that's a team with a lot of young prospects as well. And, um, and who, wh- so whose training camp is he going to again? Devils, Devils training camp. He'll, he'll make that team. I think, yeah, I think I, I, there's a good, there. there's a good chance he makes the team. Don't know if he stays long, depending on how those prospects come out. But yeah, um, definitely, definitely funny. Both guys, Harvard guys. I think that's a that's a funny coincidence. Yeah, on no, there. definitely. So paralleling from that situation into um, a sort of sort of an interesting, it kind of ties in with what you were saying with with rookies that are having this production. So Drake Batherson was just resigned to Ottawa. For with a contract that's uh, it's AAVs at four point nine seven, so he's getting around 30, 30 mil for uh, for him. He had fifty six games, seventeen goals, seventeen assists for thirty four points last year. Now, us being Flyers fans, we all know Joel Farabee was just signed to a six year extension for thirty mil, so he's at the full five mil per year. Um, what are, are are you concerned if you're Ottawa here about? Uh, I mean, clearly the front desk isn't, but if you're an Ottawa fan, are you concerned that these 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 numbers might be up on air for Batherson? I mean, I feel like Joel or Joel has had um, he's had a couple years to prove himself, but this is this was Batherson's first year, and sure, it, it was great, but can he sustain these numbers? What do you what do you think on that? Yeah, when look looking back at it. Like his his first two seasons, he really only got like a sample size, you know, twenty games for nine nine points, and then twenty three for ten. So clearly, like there was something not there. So he gets sent down to get a little extra seasoning on him, but he comes back and in fifty six games he puts up that thirty point thirty four points at an even split of seventeen. Uh, for that Ottawa team, I, I think it's a really good risk to be honest because. There, there is a really, really young group, and, and there's not much risk in that group. Like, if, if we're really looking at their contracts, their biggest contract is, I think, Thomas Shabbat at $8 million. Yeah, Thomas Shabbat. 
Like besides that, Matt Murray's getting getting paid six point two. Um, Zaitsev's getting four and a half, and then Connor Brown's getting just about three and a half. So really, you you got a ton of space there. I mean, then there's Colin White and Chris Tierney, but like they got huge amounts of cap, and this is a a group that can definitely go pretty far. You know, considering you have talents like Josh Norris, you know, Tim Stutzel, who is still waiting to break out. That kid, he's he's going to be something else for sure, you know. But I I don't hate the signing. It's it's definitely going to be interesting to see in, in how many years, like, if they got him on a really good deal, considering what this Ottawa team looks like they can do. But we'll see. Long season ahead again. I feel like I'm going to be saying that a lot tonight. <laughs> Most definitely with, with some of the bottom feeding teams and – I mean, this, they they all they also still going to sign Brady Kachuk. I'm not exactly. I'm not totally. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I'm not totally sure what their cap situation is looking like right now. Let me let me check that out actually. But um, yeah, Sorry, like no, the total cap. Okay, yeah, twenty. Yeah, yeah, they got twenty four million in, in space. And the another another big thing is is like signing Kachuk, and do you name him captain? Yeah, I'd agree. I, I think so. All right. Next topic, sir. Last one. Uh, and this one kind of is on with the with the the other two I just mentioned. Casey Middlestad resigns in Buffalo three years uh, with an AAV of 2.5 mil, uh, which I think is a pretty fair signing for him. I don't know what kind of production you'll see out of him next year. It kind of depends on what the what this team looks like when it when it comes to uh to the to to the, this kind of year where they where they blew up you know and, and seeing what they can do and obviously we'll get to it later when we get to that team but uh, how, how do you feel how do you feel on him being resigned I, I think it was a good move um I think they saved as much money as they could with him he, he's definitely a well-touted player on the league what do you think on it I I think for for the potential that this kid still has that is a steal so Absolutely. Like but Buffalo got him eighth overall in 2017. I mean, the, the kids got two bronze medals at the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. You know, he his his point production really hasn't been there yet. But so when I when I played out in Minnesota, here I go bringing up my hockey career again. <laughs> no, like like no joke. Uh, my whole team grew up with this kid. I, I assume in Edina or, or played minor hockey with him somewhere. And every single one of these kids said like he can he's a shooter like this kid's hands are insane so it's 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 going to be tough with that buffalo team now because you lose reinhardt to florida which we'll dive into a little later but now now it's got to be his time to shine like i i i personally think like after this deal could could really make or break what's going to happen for him it's three years so it's it's definitely a little bridge to see what he's worth but if, if, if he doesn't, you know, really start tallying up those points and really start utilizing his, his skills being his shot and his puck handling skills, you know, I, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I, I would love to see the kid pan out well because everyone I know who knew him said he was an awesome player. So, Absolutely. I think it's a good deal for both sides. For, for Buffalo, you know, he, as you said, for all the reasons that you said, this kid can, can really – can really turn it up and and if they put a good team around him then 
you know, maybe he has a chance to stay or, or take a, a leadership role in the team. And it's good for Casey as well. Only three years and, and you're making some pretty decent money. Um, and, and if things continue to go south for that organization, then you can get the hell out of there in three. Well, and, and it's, it's funny, actually, if you look back at that 2017 draft, ton, there is a ton of guys who have all have NHL experience now. And if we recall, number one, Nico Heeshear, he, <laughs> Once, once we talk about the Metro, this this guy's gonna have a year. Trust me. And then uh, Flyers wasted Nolan Patrick. You know, <laughs> um, because one year you know, earlier, one year earlier would have had line A. Not, not even that. But this is the toughest part because the next three: Dallas, Miro Heskinen, Colorado Avalanche, Kale McCarr, Vancouver Canucks, Elias Pettersson. Oh my God! Yeah. So that is that is disappointing. That's and then disappointing 13, thir- thir- 13, I was so hyped about this pick. Nick Suzuki to Vegas, and then they traded him. And then uh Nick Suzuki put them in a fucking blender. So <laughs> love that. And and we'll move on. So last one, last part here. Uh, oh, um, yeah, la- last one here was one uh, yeah, uh, Christian Dvorak. Yeah, the prophecy that you that you foretold last time came true. Christian Dvorak traded to Montreal for a 22 first and a 24 second after Kotniemi was offer sheeted. So Montreal will not match the offer. Instead, they go for Dvorak, as he said. Um, what, do, what do you think on this one? Do you think uh, you think Bergevin finally got his ass handed to him and then um, Carolina was able to steal out Kotniemi? I mean, what do you think between those two players? Who would you rather I mean, I, I, don't even, I don't even really see it like that, to be honest, because both of them are, are... – well, Dvorak has kind of proven he's he's going to be a very good player. And then Kataniemi, we're still waiting for him to break out in that role. But if Bergevin, to be honest, like the writing's been on the wall for him for years. He, he's known. And last year, that, that cup run, say what you want about it. But no, no one was putting money on Montreal even getting out of the first round. I mean, come on, guys. Let's be honest here. But hey, I did. You know, I had him going to the going to the final. Oh board. man, man, I, I I should have picked him to go to the final. I, I one time I, I thought about it. The odds look so good. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, like it's it's not really a loss for for Montreal besides you know the prospect because Carolina still has to send you back draft picks, and then you can just flip draft picks back over for another guy. So really, they just got talent they didn't really lose much if you think about it you know you get a a, a much more established player and someone who could definitely help those young kids in Suzuki and Caulfield you know find their ways for sure so okay on to the Atlantic is it the Atlantic division it is the Atlantic division now Atlantic division yes sir all right and leading off we'll start in alphabetical order here we got the Boston Bruins and this team is going to be a bit different again next year. First off, the, the, the two biggest losses, Tukarask potentially not coming back, and David Krejci going home and playing for his home country again. Uh, right now, I think I, – I wouldn't say the Bruins are in trouble, but it's definitely going to be a little bit different. You know, I, I don't think they're going to be that powerhouse of a team – that, that they have been the past couple of seasons. But 
the Bruins are the Bruins and Boston has always proven to have great teams, you know, 33 and 16 last year at seven overtime loss with 73 points, you know, this is a good team, you know, three goals for, or per game, you know, goals against, they were tied for fourth, 86% on the PK and 21% on the power play. That's, you know, 10th in the league. Those are some pretty good numbers. So like I said, I don't think this team changes much, but it's, Stuff you're going to be a little little shake up. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I absolutely agree. They they lost some key pieces, um, but this team this team always plays big. They always play. They always they always step up. They have you know the big big two way guy Patrice Bergeron, um, Marshawn always a little rat, and and Pasternak is just an absolute goal scorer and, and still only 25 years old. Um, for for their, the the t- players they lost, Brett Ritchie was was definitely a good player, a, a tough one to see go. He really fit their play style well. It was just a big body. Um, obviously, Dan Bludar obviously was taken and then, I guess, traded to uh, to Calgary. Um, from, uh, I mean, other than that, you got Andre Kase, Nick Ritchie, who also kind of fit in there, all these players that kind of got shaken up. And then the big one, obviously, which was um, which is David Krejci leaving is, is definitely going to hurt them. But you look at this roster, and, and I'll be the first to say I was a massive doubter in, in Charlie McAvoy, and I watched a lot of these games last year, and he yeah. really surprised me. He, he, the way he controls the puck, the way he uses his big body, it, it, it was, it was kind of eye-opening, and I realized, you know, not everything with defenses is scoring and points, and this guy does a lot more for the team than you think. Uh, also, keeping. Clifton, as we talked about, out of that uh, original mm-hmm. draft, um, it, it was great for them. He he can definitely be, you know, a top four defenseman. Brandon Collo back there. They're, they're Matt Grizzlick. They're, they're stacked. They're they're definitely got enough guys in the back that can keep that keep that defense in front of whatever goalie. It, it, you know, hopefully they get Rask back. If not, they pick up Linus Olmark, who I think is is a great goalie and, and still decently young at twenty eight. Mm-hmm. Um, the forwards, bringing back Taylor Hall, I think a great move. He's, he's still 29 years old and, and the guy can still move and playing with guys like that. He, he, he's told, you know, he made it very clear. He doesn't want to be that guy anymore. He doesn't want to be the fun yeah. and he's not going to be with at least, you know, Bergeron and, and Pasternak and Marshawn ahead of him. So he can quietly play the way he plays. Um, they, they got Eric Hollow. They have uh, Curtis Lazar. And, and I think it's just going to be sort of, the way they always play, they have that first finesse line and then some grinders behind them that can still get the job done and really just put the hurt on the other team. So I, I, I no way do I think that they will miss the playoffs and it's Boston. They always figure out a way. Um, but I think they're not going to be as highly touted as they've been in the past. Yeah, no, de- definitely agree there. I think, I think one of the biggest bright spots and for a lot of people who don't think it, because of the loss of Tuka Rask is definitely their goaltending. You know, J- Jeremy Swayman is one, one hell of a goaltender. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know if, if anyone's caught any of his games, but I, I personally think he could have took over single-handedly for the Bruins this season and been the sole starter. But, you know, you bring in Linus Olmark at, at the $5 million cap hit. And at first, I didn't like the signing because obviously, you know, he's a Buffalo goalie and, he plays a bit different, but then I, you got to remember, like, this is a good goalie on a bad team. Put a good exactly. goalie. Especially a bad defense, a very yeah, bad defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put put a goalie, a good goalie on a good team and get better results. 
And if anyone knows that firsthand, it's definitely myself. So (laughs) (laughs) for sure. And, you know, and if anything has shown with Swedish goaltenders that they get better with age and Henrik Lundqvist. So, you know, both they're, they're, they're both huge too. They're both big bodies and then they're going to get that job done. And then their back end, like the Bruins have definitely lost a lot of key pieces in that back end over the years, but it just seems like they always have more like Carlo is a monster monster Absolutely. at 24 years old, six, five to 27. He's huge. <laughs> He's a unit. Like, like, Ton of Clifton, an lineman. yeah, like Clifton, you see, you see a pretty serious drop off. I mean, we get to Gre- like Greslick, like definitely, that guy like he's, is he's my height, but Clifton but will Clif- fight anybody. Clifton is a mean motherfucker, and he's a very good defenseman. And then, like, mm-hmm. don't even get me started on McAvoy. Like, personally, I think McAvoy is going to be in that Norris talk at the end of the season. Absolutely. And then you just got the dark horse of John Moore. It's just like he's just there. Like you don't notice him. He's like he's still hurt. You know, we're waiting to see what, what that what that's going to pan out to be, but you know, when that I guy's feel like healthy, he's an Andy Green. Yeah, yeah. When that guy's healthy, he's he's doing his job, and when when a defenseman goes unnoticed, that's a good thing because it means they're not fucking up. Simple as that. And then you know, the front end after that first line, you, you start to see a, a little like I shouldn't say a drop off, but it's Bergeron, Marshawn. Bostronok, Taylor Hall, and then I would say, you know, your next best forwards are really a toss-up between Felino, DeBrusque, Coyle, and Chris Wagner, for sure. And then, I mean, you can't leave out Trent Frederick. He's a little mean, mean fireball, but, you know, we'll see. I, I think this Bruins team just, they're always going to be deep no matter what, and they're always going to just be that team who's always going to make a run. So I don't see a lot changing with this group. Maybe maybe some de- maybe some some losses because of the goaltending, but then again, you know, some growing pains possibly for Jeremy Swayman. But we'll see. Any final thoughts on the Bruins, Chris? Fuck the bees. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's about moving it. on. <laughs> moving on. All right. Um, one of the disappointments of the league and. It just gets – it seems like it's getting worse and worse there, especially with the Jack Eichel situation and that. But the Buffalo Sabres, holy fuck, guys. Get it <laughs> together, honestly. Like, I, like their their record is just is just sad. It's abysmal. You know, they, yeah. Was it they, worse they, than that Colorado record the other year? I don't know. That Colorado record was pretty bad. Terrible. But, you know, when you're averaging four goals against every game or three and, you know, that's that's tied for 30th in the league and your your, pal- your penalty kills running about 25, 25th in the league, you're not going to get much done. You know, and Eichel, Eichel is just slowly rotting away there. Unfortunate. Say what you want about him. He's a fantastic player and any team would love to have him. But that's that's a group that's fucking – Ah oh, man, it's tough. It's tough because they have they have so many good prospects too, and I just want them to be good for once. Just like my just like my boy Tim wants them to be good for once. But what do you think, Chris? Buffalo Sabers. It just pains me to look at this roster. Honestly, it just yeah. The goaltending alone is sad. I mean, you see Craig Anderson still up here, 
Aaron Dell behind him. They got nothing, nothing young. Uh, I mean, guys like Will Butcher, who I, I thought was a great defenseman coming into the league. Colin Miller can still play. Um, and, and as you said, Jack Eichel's rotting on this. Jack Eichel, Casey Middlestad, they're, they're rotting on this, uh, this terrible roster that it, it just, I think they realize they need to go into rebuild build rebuild mode um again and, and again <laughs> yeah i mean after there was a lot i i had a lot of hope for them last season and i'll be I honest too. i took i took um rasmus or in, in one of my fantasy leagues and i actually i actually ended up trading for jack eichel once he got hurt because i thought he was going to come back and and and, and make a comeback and then they were going to be a lot better once he did and I, I, what, what is it his neck or something his back that's that's yeah. all fucked up right now and they kind of have no idea what, what's going on and that obviously lowers his trade value so he's a big you know 10 million dollar contract that if they're actually trying to rebuild they're they're uh they're gonna need to get rid of but they he can't they can't really make a move in either direction um currently so they just have to kind of work with the roster they have and 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 see you know where it goes from there but i mean they have pieces to build around but do you really want to build around if you have no hope of making the playoffs right now and or and and by the time that these players are going to be entering their prime you're going to have to you know you're going to be raising younger players at the same time and it's not really going to work you're going to have kind of teetering on the seesaw the entire time um so and, and i have you know, no idea what, what they're going to be able to do with guys like Olofsson, who had, had a pretty good year. Jeff Skinner fell off the damn tank. I mean, he, he's gone. Yeah, um, that, hasn't performed yeah. the way that, that they hoped him. him. I, think, I feel like I think they thought he was going to be more like an Atkinson kind of guy for them, and he just wasn't that. Um, I, I see the bottom of the table again. I see them holding up the table for everybody else again this year, um, especially if that Jack Eichel situation doesn't get figured out. I mean, I'm, if I'm them, I'm getting doing everything I can do to move him and start to build some sort of prospect pool to bring up. Um, I, I don't know any more, any more insights on your part. There's just nothing to work with. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, it's but like their depth. Like you have to look at who they have in the system like that. I, I think that's the only thing you can do with this team. And it, the, the shitty part is, is that what's going to happen with these players eventually? Like, are they going to come into a situation in Buffalo where it's like not changing? Or are they going to come into a team eventually who's going to be on the rise because it's a bunch of new faces and new blood entering the waters, you know? Like, to start, your goaltending's average age is 36. I mean, that's, that's not the best start right there. Like, but clearly Eichel is your best player. And then you have a lot of young guys there. Like, Middlestat is 22. Olofsson's 26, you know, but still young. Ristolainen Ristol, or Ristolainen, is it also Ristolainen? I don't know. 23. Tate Thompson. Yeah, Tate Thompson's 23. You know, Eichel's only 24, guys. And, and there's not a single person on this team, probably besides Dylan Cousins, I think, who can hang with this kid. No one. He has no help at all. Not a single person can help him. Like, it's, it's just sad to look at. 
like like there's definitely some bright, like bright spots like Henry Yokiharu like there's that but the fact that you're paying Jeff Skinner 9 million isn't going to help you in any way possible <laughs> you know I, lo- I love Kyle Ocposo because he's he's just that gritty player you're going to get every night but he's getting he's getting 6 mil till to 2023 you know the team's in a really bad spot and it's 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 not looking any better but you know if, if you look to their prospect pool you have owen power you know you have jj paterka you know you, you have you have these guys who have come in through the drafts who potentially are going to be able to change this group you know, your your eventual your your goalie you're eventually gonna have is Devin Levi, but that kid can't stay healthy. Like you, you're better off relying on uh, he's he's got a really long name. I think it's Uka Pekka Lukonen. I guess him. <laughs> I gotta look it up. Uka Uko U K K O Pekka Lukonen. Yeah, I did say it right. Yeah, get at me. Like. Like besides that, like this kid's all you got. Like, this team is fucked. Yeah, uh, that's it, enough. It's, it's not. This, it's not pleasant this, to say. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this team's making me upset to just talk about. It. <laughs> all the I'm all done. the wasted I'm, talent. I'm I'm done with them. We just wasted like. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Fifteen minutes of your time. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. On to another team that didn't really have a good season. But I'm I'm so excited for what this group can potentially do in the future. The Detroit Red Wings, 19 and 27 last year, a better record than Buffalo. Their power play was 30th in the league. Penalty kill was 26th in the league. 21st in the league in goals against and two goals for a game. But the biggest the biggest change with this group is that they made so many moves. Of bringing in, just, in my opinion, guys who could potentially turn this organization around. Mm-hmm. Like to, to start, you you bring in the call the nominated goalie and Nadelkovic. You know some some question marks there and why he was released in Carolina. You know, so to keep it simple, it was strictly because he didn't develop quick enough for them. But looking looking at this group, their back end. Moritz Sider, oh, stud, stud. Philip Ronick, stud. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, the, 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 this team just the, where the, where they're going to be good is in their prospect pool. Don't yep. don't look don't look for this group to really do much next year. I think they're going to be a 500 club. I would love to see it because I felt as soon as Verona got traded there, he loved it. I thought he had a great time. You know, definitely a little bit of a shakeup going from a team like the Capitals to a team like Detroit, who really hasn't mm-hmm. done much in recent years. But he saw instant success. You know, and then it's like if, if you just look at the depth chart, it just gets better and better. Like Joe Valeno. Sorry, I burped. Oh. Uh, if we keep going, like especially their goalies, their goalies are stacked. Like Sebastian Cosa took him in the draft. Philip Larson. Caden Fulcher, like it, it, the list just goes on and on and on. Like this group is stacked for the years to come. I mean, what do you mm-hmm. think of Detroit here? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've 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 always loved Detroit since uh, since the Datsuk days and, and before. Um, but the, the, it's exactly what you said. You're not going to expect much from this year, but they're they're in a place where they have players around. They're they're big guys: Dylan Larkin, Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, Brana as well. Um, and they're they're all coming up around the same age where they could really build a dynasty. And um, obviously, for their depth chart. You know, a, a lot of the, a lot of their defensemen are a little bit older, but they're young guys. And, and as you said, Cider and Hronik are, are real solid, and and they're coming up, and they're going to be, you know, top level defensemen in the league as long as they develop correctly and have the right path here. But I can see Detroit coming in and being a powerhouse very, very soon. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi is is one of the most skilled players. Um, obviously, I'm a huge Anthony Mantha fan. So I was very sad to see him go from the squad, but at the same time, he wasn't buying into the system and, and he yeah. was lackadaisical and, and he wasn't, he wasn't giving it as all out there. And so they had to trade him. You had to, and, and to get Verona, who I think Mantha is definitely a better player than him, but I think Verona, as you said, was excited to be here and, and he knows he's going to be one of the guys in this team, you know, playing with Lark and Bertuzzi and Philip Zadina, I think is, can make a difference right when he steps into this league. Um, another sort of quiet ad that they had is Pius Suter from Chicago, mm-hmm. who had a really solid season with, with Chicago last year. And a lot of people were very shocked to see him go. And I think he fits right in with this team. And he's going to be someone to watch kind of sort of take off uh, this year if, if he can get the right players around him and be fit in the right system here. Yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, like this group is definitely going to rely on their young talent to be that dynasty in the future. And I, I, I skipped over some of them when I was naming their like young prospect pools, but like some names to remember red savage to start mean me. Like what a name that is red savage <laughs> to start William Willinder going to be a great defenseman. And then to top it off, Keith, the coins kid, um, Kyle a coin, solid defenseman. Can you guess where he's going to go play college at? Going right to Harvard. So yeah, I'm I'm excited right for what this Harvard. team can what this team can definitely do in the future. But moving on, the next next group, a very I shouldn't say surprising. I've been waiting for this group to really come out and, and do something. Florida Panthers, what a year! You know, they. I. I don't think they're. They're. The, there's just one team down in Florida anymore. You know, there's. There's two for sure. You know, they finished the season at 37 and 14 with five overtime losses with 79 points. You know, 15th in the league in power play at 20. percent That's still a pretty good number. 18th in penalty kill at 79. They were ninth in goals against. You know, that's that's great, and they were scoring three and a half goals a game. You know, big big news. They you know they signed the bearded man himself, Joe Thornton, and and they get Reinhardt in a three-year deal to add to Barkov. You know, that guy, I mean, that team is just, they're just going to be so good with Huberto and Spencer Knight in the, in the pipes, man. Oh, that, that team, it's, I, I really hope, I really hope that they can make the cup. I'd be, it'd be sick to say. What do you think? And I think a lot of it um, depends on Ekblad coming back here, coming back from injury. But obviously, he is a dog when he is healthy. Um, and, and back there with Gustav Forsling, uh, Brandon Montour, the 
Mackenzie Weger even is a great player as well. They have a good, solid defense core that's decently young and decently experienced. Obviously, you hate to see Ratko Gudis there. Um, I, I look, 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 look. I was just, <laughs> just about to say it. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. He's been playing phenomenal for them. He has been, and he did and great. He did great. Me more off because he can't play well for the Flyers when he's there, but he can go down there and play down. great. Makes sense. You know, and and they pick up and they pick up Brandon Montour at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I think I think that was huge. And then you know, great, great Mackenzie pickup, yeah. Mackenzie Weger is just tough as nuts, tough as bolts, Absolutely. baby. But yeah, as you mentioned, Barkov, Huberdeau, Hornquist line, it's it's excellent. The Hornquist that that net front's presence, Barkov with his with his two way and his scoring ability, and Huberdeau can pass the puck like no other. And not to mention now he's got Joe Thornton to even even give him a hand as well and teach him a couple yeah. things that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Sam Reinhart, huge pickup. Um, obviously, uh, we talked about this when we talked about Calgary, but Sam Bennett it was it was a tough see to go from Calgary, and, and he's joined a team that is knocking on the doorstep of a cup appearance and he, Anthony he, he joined he play. joined a team and and just got better he I think yeah. he he <laughs> finally he finally became worth that second overall pick that he was right he was second overall was he second overall? I don't know if he was second overall but he pretty um, sure he was he definitely uh has come into this team and, and he just looking at this roster they have fourth three he went fourth. Solid lines fourth yeah so still he he's earning that now um, Anthony Duclair, we, we all know his skill, his, his speed. A um, couple other younger guys on here. Uh, Owen Tippett can obviously see if he can mm-hmm. he can go off, but he has the potential. Frank Vachano, also another, another good uh, gritty forward. Um, just a, a complete lineup, honestly, if you look at this team. A, an absolute lineup here that, I mean, it, it will – the rivalry between – the two Florida teams will be unmatched, I think, especially yeah. with, with the way these rosters are looking. You know, Tampa losing some players and Florida picking up some some great players. I, I think it's going to be great to watch. And I think this team um, has a chance to win this division and, and make it to the finals this year. Definitely the final four. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll say we'll say that a lot of that is depending if Bobrovsky can find his groove again. Obviously, as you, you said, Spencer Knight is, is a yeah. great, great young goalie, too. Uh, but if Bob can find his groove again, I think this team goes very far. Yeah, if that Bob contract that hurts to see that ten million. That one because, is tough. The ten million there is very tough to see. He's not playing like that right now. Because if 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 you think about it, like what that group could have did with ten million dollars this offseason, I think they could mm-hmm. really built a team to to go to the cup and win. But yeah, that that Sam Bennett move in the in was it at the deadline correct that was phenomenal yeah. he he great, came great in yeah. he came in and and fit in well so with that they fit in so well with that system but you know that this team is built to win now you know mm-hmm. they yes i and I, I personally think that they can do it you know and like their their young prospect pool i don't know too much about it i know i know a couple of the names here justin Sourdiff. that kid's going to be a little, little bit of a stud there too um but you know this group is has just gotten so so much better over the years, and I'm, I'm so happy to see that there's just now two teams in Florida who can actually put up a fight, and not just one. You know, it's not it's not a free win anymore going down to Florida. You, know, you actually got to work your way out of it, and and Barkov, he's one one of the best players in the league, and he, he's going he's going to be until he retires. Like th- this man is gonna, yeah. this man is going to win. I don't know how many more Selkie trophies, but. 
he's only going to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Most and, definitely. Definitely and the fact, Hall of Famer. And the fact that, you know, he was a little upset at the start, Hornquist, that he got traded to Florida, I think was thrilled when he, like, started seeing all the success that he had. <laughs> it panned out in a heartbeat for him. I mean, he came out and, and he just started scoring goals. Well, yeah, he, he took he took a shit situation and made it better. He got to move from Pittsburgh to Florida. I don't think he was complaining much about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he has to be there for the winter months. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right. Moving on, heading up north. Montreal. This I think this team surprised a lot of people last year. Pushing pushing their way all the way through that North Division, then fighting through Vegas and getting through to the Cup and making it five games. I'm surprised I'm surprised they made it five. I thought it could have been a clean sweep. But, you know, there was going to be that one game that Carey Price was going to shut them down. But, you know, they, I don't think this – I don't see much changing with this Montreal group. I I don't really think they're going to be that playoff team again that they were. But I, I definitely think they can come close to it. You know, they add Dvorak and they add Hoffman in the offseason. Two big moves already with the lineup of Suzuki, Toffoli, and Caulfield snapping already, or, you know. Anderson had a great year, you know, and, and you got a guy, Jake Evans, back from injury. So we'll see how that goes. And then, you know, you can always count on Brennan Gallagher every single night. You know, once once Shea Weber retires, I think we know who that C is going to go to on that team. But even looking at that back end, like Ben Chirot had a phenomenal playoff. Like you, you couldn't stop hearing about him. His name got so annoying to me for a little bit. But, <laughs> you know, Jen, you know, Romanoff had a pretty solid year. Decent playoffs, you know, probably some some jitters being a young kid in his first cup. But, you know, besides Weber, Jeff Petrie, I mean, dude, phenomenal defenseman. I would I would trade my left nut for Jeff Petrie. Like he's he's just so good. Him and his red eyes they're in the in the Stanley <laughs> Cup. But M- Montreal, I mean, let, let, let's hear it. What do you think? They surprised everyone besides me last year. Um, and watching the watching the stats as I always do, the the way this this team controlled the puck was was second to none last year. The 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 way they their possession on top of controlling the puck, controlling where the other team was shooting from, controlling the amount of shots that they get, especially off the rush. Um, I, I thought they were the best coming out of that North Division, and and it showed. And and that's who I selected to come out of the North. And then lo and behold, it it came to fruition. Um, however, I think. If they do the same thing this year or they, they get that far this year, it might surprise me. And I think some of that is because of the division change. I think the division that they're playing in is now much stronger than that North division they're playing in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the, the big loss of, of, of Shea Weber is going to – I think it's going to hurt them more than they think. I think he was a very – he was a very uh, – calm cool and collected sort of captain and i think he he really ran those new guys and those young guys into place and i think this is a team that at any night can steal a game from any team but i think it's not going to happen as much anymore i think another year older carry price and, and jake allen's obviously a decent defense uh, or de- de- decent backup behind him um i think it's going to be 
a little more slippery from them to to sort of sneak into playoffs with what they have. Obviously, they can get hot again when playoffs do come. But uh, as you said, Jeff Petrie is is a dog back there. Ben Sherratt, he was he was getting named all the time. And Romanov is, I, th- I think you're exactly right. It was definitely playoff jitters when he was playing last year. And th- this kid's going to be an elite, if not franchise defenseman. Um, and, and I think adding Mike Hoffman, hopefully he doesn't flounder like he did down in um, down in St. Louis because uh, he can be a great goal scorer and he, his speed can fit in right with the, uh, the this entire team sort of way of play, which is really beat you beat you down and and make you work hard for a goal then go on the counter attack and, and just go down and score Gallagher as you said he's a guy that's going to give it his all every single night um Cedric Paquette was obviously a great player for Tampa and very well known I, I I'm not a big fan of the Matthew Perot pickup I, I've never been a big fan yeah. of him really um I think he's he's a very streaky player and sort of not great defensively I think he he does more harm than good even when he's scoring or putting in points uh, i've said suzuki a dog and he and he absolutely stuffed it to vegas last year and as it was, whatever you said i i would trade my left nut for tyler to i'll tell you that I, that, yeah, that part kid, of your 70s I, line oh my god absolutely I, I, that kid i've watched since since he won those cups with with uh with the Kings, um, I, I think I, I honestly do think that situation is is going to be their toughest adversary here because of this division that they're in that is is very very top heavy uh, as we talked about at the beginning. Um, but but who knows? Maybe they'll come out and maybe they will surprise me this year and and play sort of the same style that they had before that gave all those teams such trouble even in the playoffs as well. Uh, but I think a lot of it comes down to the streakiness of Carey Price and. Really, I, I think I, I think a lot of it is on if you all are Mia and, and Toffoli and can kind of repeat the seasons that they had before. And if Mike Hoffman pays off, then that's a lot of goal scoring potential right there. And then they're going to need that, especially in this division. Yeah, definitely. And like, I don't know much about Montreal's prospect pool. What I do know is that they got a stud in Caden Primo. Mm-hmm. Kid, the kid's a giant, and I think once once Carey Price definitely you know packs it in, like they'll they'll be set in that end. But I'm I'm not really sure. Uh, this team could definitely surprise some people, and I think we'll steal some games. But then again, I, I think they're gonna be like another year older. You know, easiest mm-hmm. way to put it. But one of the more older groups in the league at the average age of 28. But we'll see. Uh, maybe some high hopes for for Montreal, but staying staying up north, the Ottawa Senators definitely definitely surprised a lot of people last year. A little bit, I would say. You know, this this team could could do some could do some crazy things next year. You know, they went twenty three and twenty eight. You know, with five losses. You know, their their power play and PK weren't the best, and definitely their goals against was nowhere near it. But this is a group that is definitely on the come up. You know, to start off right from the bat, Brady Kachuk, easily your best player on the team and probably your next captain. You know, that kid can play it all, all ends. And it, it's a shame right now. I mean, I think that they're definitely going to get him signed for sure. But I think he only wants to sign if, if, if this team is serious about winning now and bringing in some pieces to win now. Because 
you have talents like Josh Norris and Tim Stutzel who are waiting, you know, like waiting to break out a little bit, still young. But on that back end, Eric Brandstrom, you know, it's a great player right there. You know, Thomas Shabbat, 24. You know, this team, this team has got some scary young players. So what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, you said it. They have a bunch of young players. Total cap of is 50, 56.9 mil. They have room to play with. Obviously, they still need to sign uh, Brady Kachuk, which I think they'll get done. I think he'll get paid, but I think they'll still have room to to even make a couple moves. Um, and, I, and if I were them, I would continue to bring in sort of young or medium age sort of guys because they are in the process of building what could be a very scary team in, in even a year or two. And and I think they're going to steal some games this year because of the way they play. And if you can get Matt Murray to sort of, sort of get back to where he was with, uh, with Pittsburgh or, or trend that way. I think that is definitely possible with the defense that's in front of him. Love Nikita Zaitsev, a huge, huge body likes to, likes to throw the big hits. And every single year since he entered the league, I have targeted Thomas Chabot in my not in my even better because um, he that, is, that, that guy is, is the stellar defenseman the on the back end and, and, and can score the puck and, and can score the puck. He can score goals. Score <laughs> the puck. What the fuck was that? Um, <laughs> it's late, man. It's late. It is late. It is late. late and I work all day. Um, so obviously, we talked about Batherson. Hopefully, he pans out for the money that they paid him and. But the fact that them paying him that much money, they, they must see something in him. Yeah. Um, and, and that kid can score and, and especially put him on in line with Josh Norris because Josh Norris can pass the puck and he can set up those guys and Kachuk and Batherson. Connor Brown, another decently young player that can play well for them. And obviously, as you said, Tim Stutzel is, is going to be a dog. Um, but young team and young team that surprised us last year when, when they were, you know, it's not like they lost a bunch of players. And they yep. were still just as young, and then they really surprised us again in a division that I considered less than less than you know the strength of this division here. And, and this one is so top heavy, so you really don't expect much coming into here. But as these other teams get older, and your team is is sort of in that young age where they're going to be in their primes, right? As all these other teams are, you know, losing their their best players when they, you know Crosby and and and. Ovechkin and, and these other guys, Stamkos, are, are sort of aging out. This team is going to have a bunch of young studs, and they're going to be very dangerous. Not necessarily now. They could obviously steal some games and maybe sneak into the playoff picture. But definitely in the future, look out for this team to be a, a stellar team. Yeah, definitely. Definitely see see this team shining in the near future. And – to be honest, if, if they wanted, if they if they cleared some, clear a little bit of cap space, you can offer sheet Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, and you got those guys added to this roster along with Brady Kachuk. If you manage to make that somehow happen with giving away all your draft picks, I mean, this team that would be, be on fire. They'd be fierce. They'd be fierce for years. That'd be insane. Time, so. But doubt it. That's then, like that's like NHL video game stuff. Yeah, most definitely. But I mean, then, then again, these guys, the, the nicest thing about them is that they're all young, but unlike Detroit where you had you know, sort of Mantha on a different page and, and some of the guys, it seems like all these kids have bought in and that they're playing to win and they're playing to show that, that this team means something. And I think that's that spells 
you know, huge amounts for them than, than their record could any and ever say in, in, in terms of the, the positive direction that they're going. Yeah, definitely. Well, moving on, if, if we're sticking in alphabetical order, we do the Stanley Cup winning Tampa Bay Lightning. But, you know, you got to save the best for last, and why not do the embarrassment of the Toronto Maple Leafs first? <laughs> so, the Maple Leafs, oh, another failing season. Jesus, fellas. Let's get it together. I mean, I, I just don't understand how this team can't win. It, 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 it boggles my mind. Like, there's, there's just so much money tied up. And three guys that really <laughs> guys with, with double digit million contracts. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It, it's it's really tough. And it makes the, the, no sense. Yeah, no. And the the fact that this team arguably has some of the best players in, in all of the NHL and can't get it done. It makes you wonder, is it the coaching staff? Is it the front office? Or is it the players at this point? Like, you, you bring in Peter Mrazek. I, I personally, I, I think Toronto is going to have some success with Mrazek. And even if you don't, you still got Jack Campbell, who's proven at 29 years old, after a million injuries, that he could still play goalie really, really well. You know? Like uh, Jack, it, it's such a shame what happened with his career because of his injuries. But this this is a guy who should have been a Vesna winner ten years ago, type deal, you know. But move, moving on, if you look at their the their defense, it's just oh man, like where do you go? It just reminds after, me exactly of of Edmonton. They're just the Edmonton of the East. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's starting to look like that with all these good players. I mean. After Morgan Riley and Jake Muzzin, there's a little bit of a, a drop off to, to you see Travis Dermott, you know, and 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 Sandin, but you know, Justin Hole had had a decent year. Mm-hmm. He did, but but then again, going to the front end, man, it's just what do you, what do you do at this point? You know, you what, what do you, you think? What do you think these- here? Yeah, it's just on defensive end, you know, Jake Muzzin, he's your he's your guy, he's your defensive defenseman. But other than that, I mean, TJ Brody's offensive, um, Morgan Riley's obviously offensive, and I think that just doesn't. It, Justin Hole, I think, is like their second best defensive defenseman who can really shut down the other team, and that is important to have. And it's it's important to remember that you, you need guys. You can't just rely on your goalie, especially in the game nowadays. You you need to have guys in front of him. I mean, if if anything's proven it it's it's been vegas or montreal last year with, with just these stellar guys that can play it on, on both sides of both ends of the ice and you look at this forward court and obviously you know marner matthews Tavares is have all this money tied up and they're they're lucky to get you know guys like wayne simmons on a, on a 990k mm-hmm. or 900k contract and and you have you know andre Casse, who is a great player for anaheim on a 1.2 mil and 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 even uh, William Nylander, giving him on a 6.9, uh, that's in- incredible. And and they have some some good guys that they think they picked up, including Kase and Nick Ritchie. And, and these guys could be difference makers on this team, I feel like, because it gives them a little bit of depth compared to what they had before. Um, I, I worry about... 
I guess the the depth scoring because you don't really have besides those three guys up top you don't really have anybody and I guess I have to include I'll include Nylander in there as well. You know what else are you getting? And this I, this Josh Hosang tryout is is interesting because Hosang has been a well touted player for a while who people have thought might take off right right when he jumped in. Oh, um, wow. Just kind of been sitting around and waiting and and hasn't much much hasn't really come from it, but. I think it's a team that has a very top-heavy team, but I think the moves that they made, bringing in Kase and Richie, were were will be very beneficial this year. Um, but but in order to so obviously the regular season would be great. In order to win a cup, you got to have guys that can play in the playoffs. And if Marner yeah. and Matthews don't figure out their playoff play, there's no point to it. It's it's not gonna it's not gonna go anywhere. Yeah, it's like the batteries died in the controller, pretty much. It's like they just mm-hmm. stopped playing. But, you know, looking at – trying to look to your depth scoring, you only really have, like, Ilya Mikiev and uh, Pierre Engvall. Like, I, I'm not too familiar with Bunting or, or what he does. Really, any other guy on this foot – or on this team. But besides, like, Kerfoot, like, who do you look to, man? Like, personally, I think I think you get rid of Tavares. I, I think you're, you're wasting – the 11 million wasted yeah yeah i personally feel you could spend that in so many other places but you're not going to get much room right now he's 30 years old yeah no and plus you how are you going to get rid of 11 million dollars you have to retain some most definitely and then honestly what's the point in that yeah and so uh, like the this team it's a lot of question marks on what they're going to be able to do because everyone thinks that this team is number one to win the cup every single year. But come on, guys, when are you going to stop drinking the Kool Aid here? Come on, <laughs> like they're not getting shit done. If all we've seen from these past Stanley Cup winners recently is depth wins out and then the, the people and the, and the teams that get to the Stanley cup final, I mean, Vegas, you know, every single year, look how deep that team is. Look how defensive that team is. Um, Tampa, obviously it, one of the deepest rosters we've seen in a while and, and defensemen to match it with, with guys like McDonough down there, like, like buried in there that you don't even notice. Cause they got guys like Hedman and Sergachev that the depth wins. And this team it, this team is, is still a top-heavy, star-focused team. They, they this looks like an NBA roster with how it should, with how it plans out. <laughs> Three guys that are doing it, doing it all. That doesn't work in the NHL. All right, the, the the young kids, the the new guys that have something to prove, they play well, and it's not all it's not all locked in with the with their top players. And that's all it's been shown. And with with them making their early exits every single year in the playoffs, that, that's that's just how it is. They need to. As he said, get rid of Tavares, which is going to be hard to do, and 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 sort of try to bring it, bring in some some medium players around that can medium contract based players, obviously because they, they don't have a lot of space that can do some damage and give them some depth. Yeah, that's well said, and a great transition right into the Tampa Bay Lightning because this is a team who lost a ton, a ton of pieces, but still kind of looks the same. You know, your your offense is Stamkos, Braden Point, Corey Perry, Palat, Kucherov, Kalorn, Matthew Joseph, Ross Colton, and Sorelli. Like, I, I think you're still set on your top three lines. I mean, your, your, 
your fourth line looks like it's going to be Belmar, possibly, you know, Pat Maroon, and then whoever you want to throw in there. You know, possibly Jamal Smith. But, I mean, this this forward group looks great. And then your back end, I mean, doesn't really change much at all. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still bringing back Hedman, arguably the top defenseman in the league. McDonough, unnoticed, one of the best defensemen in the league, still at 32. And then you got Sergachev, and then Zach Bogosian, and then Chernak, and then Jan Ruta. Like, this team hasn't changed. And then Vasilevsky in between the pipes, dude. Tampa Bay is set with a goalie until Vasilevsky decides he wants to leave Tampa Bay. Absolutely. And then, and then Brian Elliott has, has proven to be one of the better backups in the league and certainly has put up some great numbers, if I'm correct, last year for the amount of games that he went into definitely were the reason why the Flyers had any success. You know, he went 15-9. and nine. His, his goals against was was three, and his save percentage was an 8-8-9. But still – I mean, Chris, this, this this Tampa team, what do you think here? Yeah, they're, they're right in there again. And I, I don't think they'll, they might I – I don't think necessarily they'll have the same uh, success as they had last year, but the possibility is certainly there. And, and we all know how Belmar can be a great fourth liner and go out there and even cause some damage himself. Um, and the interesting – one of the most interesting moves here is Charles Houdon back from from Europe and if you remember him from I think it was like one or two years ago up in Montreal when he was came in and he's like just scored some brilliant goals flying in off the wind this guy has some speed and as you you mentioned Matthew Joseph as well Ross Colton the New Jersey product and and, uh, Vermont product who scored the the game-winning goal he I think they're going to put a lot of faith into him this year but a, a team with these guys, Stamkos, Point, um, Kucherov. I mean, I mean, it's it's going to be the same story. These guys have no quit. The defense looks looks solid again with their the three guys: Hedman, Mendona, Sergachev, Sergachev, Jan Ruda, the the um, <laughs> the the late the late uh, bloomering Jan Ruda, who's just done great things every single year. Calfoot is going to be a great defenseman um great young guy especially under these guys Hedman and McDonough he's gonna absolutely blossom and and then as you said Vasilevsky is gonna be their guy and then when they don't have their guy they're still gonna have a great goalie in Brian Elliott in the net so I think they're gonna be just as dangerous this year I think they lost a couple pieces for the cup run puzzle but I don't think it's out of the question plus they still have Pat Maroon and he's the cup guy so yeah, I mean, for sure. Like, I mean, you bring up Udon, like, I definitely left him off that list. But when this kid is in the minors, he just always it. He puts up so many points. So clearly, Tampa Bay's management saw something in him to where he can maybe take that next step. Um, you know, bring himself back into the league at, at 27. But you know, we'll see. He he might he might spend a lot of time with Syracuse, but. This this Tampa group, man, like I I, I don't think they they three peat next year. Mm. I, I don't think that's a possibility for them, but I, I definitely don't doubt it. You know, this, it, it could they, very well happen. And, and you know, John Cooper went out and he said it's time for the three peat. And I think he's sitting down and he's going yeah. with these young guys. And, and I think 
if they really want it, they, they could go after it. They have the, the right mixture of young guys with, uh, with their veteran presence on there, you know, Maroon, um, Corey Perry, uh, Hedman and Stamkos, these guys that have gotten it done for a lot of years now. And, and I think it's, I, I don't, I don't think it'll happen, but I think they have a possibility. There's a chance. Yeah. I mean, that definitely for sure. Like, and, and, and their, their prospect pool, it's a shame this episode. I don't know much about the prospects for some of these teams, but they got some fucking big boys. This, this Roman Schmidt kid, six <laughs> foot six. Oh my he's goodness. A, he's a monster. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Well, t- Tampa Bay, I mean, like, like we both agreed, this, this team is going to rock it through the next season. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think they definitely make playoffs with the squad that they have. All right. That's a good old prediction. What do you think? How are how are the standings going to come out for – All right. Let me see. So, I'm going to start at the bottom. Obviously, you have Buffalo, I think, holding up the, the entire league's uh, table, actually. So, I'm going to put them at the bottom. And I think following them in suit will be Detroit. Um specifically based on how young they are and just how top heavy this division is. Um, I think it's going to be tough to, to move up the ladder against uh, some of the teams that are at the top. Uh, next, I'd have Ottawa for more of the same reasons. I think uh, they're obviously very young as well, and they have the ability to steal some games, but this, this division is just so top heavy. I don't think it matters. Um, and in fifth, I think I will put Montreal. Um, I don't, I think some of the pieces they lost and the, and the way they play and as, as it is with the, with the other, um, the Montreal, the, the other uh, North team, I think it just is, it is a matter of the different division that, that will really yeah. hurt their record. Um, and then that's, that's sort of the reason why I had them out of playoffs. I think the divisions stay the same. They have a chance to be second in the North division if it was still a, uh, a thing, but there's just so many giants in this one that I don't think it happens. Um, and so moving to fourth, I want to put Toronto. I think Toronto yeah, lands I agree. in fourth. Um, and you know, you know what? The Metro division is pretty stacked. So you got to hope you have enough points coming out of this one to, to yeah. beat out some of the guys. That yeah, are in man. The Metro division. So, you know, you could be even be looking at a miss in the playoffs the entirely, the entirety kind of depends on, on how some of those big guys play and, and what kind of, um, roles that Nick Ritchie and, and um, Andre Casse will be picking up on that team, but I'll have them at fourth. And then in the third slot, I'm going to slide Tampa Bay. I think they'll okay. I think they'll stick All right. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to slide Tampa there. I, th- I think they'll stick there and, and I think they'll have a, a good season. And what I think they're going to do is pretty much the same thing as they did last year. They'll play out their season. They'll get what they need to get into 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 playoffs in the top three without overworking their guys, their top guys. And then I think they'll just dog it in the playoffs and they will be another, another force. Mm-hmm. Um, second, and I have Boston, I think even yeah. with losing some of the players that they lost, it's Boston. And that defense is at uh, defense is, is going to be unreal. I think, I think they're going to have some guys like Matt Greslick stick, stick up or sorry, step up and, and, um, keeping that top line together if they can avoid injury yeah I, I don't really think it matters they have a bunch of young guys that are down and gritty and the way they play these guys are going to fit in with them and i 
I don't want to sleep on Olmark. I think he's a fantastic goalie and Swayman behind him. Nice dynamic duo there. And for first place, that simply just leaves Florida. And I think that's for obvious reasons. That lineup yeah. is ridiculous, especially on the forward end. Um, and I think, I really do think even with Spencer Knight backing him up, it doesn't even matter that what, how Bob plays because getting Aaron Ekblad back and having those other guys play in front of him, as long as Racco Gudis isn't scoring on him, it's going to be tough for other teams to score on him. So I, that's, that's my list. I think that's, yeah. that's how it plays out this year. We'll see who surprises me. I'm sure there can be some movements down there between number four and uh, number four and number seven. I, I can honestly say I agree with every single pick. Oh, there you go. I, I, I would say that there might be some slight deviation in, in the Boston and Tampa. Yeah. But but it's it's more so just what team gets hot at the end of the year. But now, man, I think it's Florida's time. I think Florida takes this division. And – I think they just get steamrolled by Tampa in the playoffs. Like that's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I I, I, playoff Braden yeah. Point comes out of nowhere and just starts stutter stepping people left and right. Yeah. What are they going to do when that happens? Yeah, Cooch is going to fucking take the year off. He's going to go back home. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna have the time of his life. He's gonna come back for playoffs and just gonna, just gonna steamroll everybody. Uh, absolutely. Like like, like I, you I, you watch you watch. I guarantee you. Right, right, right before the deadline, Tampa is going to make a move and bring in some some guy with a huge contract who's had a shit mm-hmm. season, and all of a sudden he just turns it around and becomes a star in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, it's it's a it's a strategy, and it's one they've played the the past couple of years where they've been dominant the entire time. Uh, what do you think? Uh, one question I have is, is what do you think? What do you think that those games between Tampa and Montreal are going to be like after? the Kucherov comments and the, and oh man, final this year, do you think there's going to be a little rivalry, a little, a little, uh, maybe sort of payback from Montreal going to get for, you know, saying that, Oh, their cup was last year. They had no chance this and that. I mean, I, I feel like anytime two teams meet in the cup, it, it somewhat builds an unofficial rivalry for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, like definitely like when, the Kings probably played the Rangers in some games. Like you're probably like, oh, this is a big game. Like we're playing the Rangers, and it's, yeah, it's like an ordinary regular season game. But um, I don't know. I I say I say Tampa runs away with like the season series. Yeah, but I I think I think Montreal gets like that one game where they just own them and like figure out like how to do it, and that that one game helps project Montreal through the rest of their season, but I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think, I think anytime, anytime Cooch touches the puck, he's going to be fucking booed. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be, I think Tampa will dominate the season series, but Montreal will have that one game where all the bounces go right because they, they are, they are a bounce heavy team because they are very counterattacking um, and sort of shut you down, keep you to the outside when you're in their zone. And then, jump on loose pucks whenever they get it and then attack. Um, But yeah, that, that was one thing I'm very interested to see because if I'm, if I'm on Montreal, I, I do not like that comment whatsoever from Kucherov. Yeah. I mean, it's personally, I don't think Kuchi even gives a shit. Fucking he's got both of the Stanley Cup rings plugged in his ears for him. So he probably forgot about it after he said it, he was so drunk. Oh my God. Yeah. But no, like, (laughs) 
Personally, I think it's going to be – they're going to be physical games for sure. I think there's going to be a lot of hitting, a lot, a lot of a lot of stick play involved. But I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it, it's definitely going to be a nice little duel between Carey Price and Vasilevsky for sure. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. That's unless we all get fucking stiffed and get to watch Jake Allen versus Brian Elliott, which no offense <laughs> to those gentlemen. But come on. We got the, the goalie of the 21st century – they're easily the best two goalies of the 21st century. We'll go with that. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, that wraps it up for episode three. I hope everyone enjoyed us. It doesn't really matter. You're fucking listening to it at this point anyway. Uh, <laughs> Chris, any, any final words for the people? Uh, no, not at all. It was a pleasure. I hope uh, our takes weren't too hot and you agree most with what we said. And if you don't, too damn bad. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Thank you.